brownies went there, they kicked the ball around. The brownies went here, the brownies went there, then they fall on the ground. Oh, the brownies, the brownies, the brownies are kicking the grass. Here's another reason why WYSL is your sports leader. Now, North America's longest-running soccer radio show, Soccer is a Kick in the Grass. Your hosts, Rochester Lancers trainer and Wall of Famer, Joe Redgard Sirianni. WISL Sports Director and Rochester Lancers historian, Andrew Battisti. The editor of FrontRowSoccer.com, Rochester Lancers reporter and Lancers Wall of Famer, Michael Lewis. Soccer is a Kick in the Grass is presented by Dr. David Olivo, Family Dentistry, and brought to you by the following sponsors, Flower City Union and Flower City 1872, the Rochester Lancers, Top Notch Monogramming, Salvatore's Pizza and Donuts Delight, Polano and Company, Italian American Sports Club of Rochester, Opera Bracelets, Faber Builders and Claridge Decorating Center, Allstate Insurance Agent Enzo Scolo, and St. Padre Pio Chapel. And now, here's Soccer is a Kick in the Grass. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Soccer is a Kick in the Grass. This is Andrew Battisti. Thanks for joining us. For full disclosure, the show was pre-taped earlier this afternoon, so if any broke any news broke but from now till 6.30, we'll talk about it on next week's show. Rochester Lancers remained undefeated in MASL 2 with a pair of wins over Baltimore Arsenal over the weekend, 12-3 and 15-5. We will talk about the MASL 2 on tonight's show with our good friend, the former owner of the Rochester Rhinos and current commissioner of MASL 2, Chris Economides, will be with us to talk about the league and what's coming up this year and the playoffs and some highlights about next year as well. We'll also be talking about Flower City Union officially joining the NPSL this season. And Joe and I will talk about that. Yes, Joe's with us tonight. We'll also have the latest from MLS, the CONCACAF Women's Gold Cup, and the Champions Cup with FrontRowSoccer.com's Michael Lewis. Our first segment tonight is brought to you by our title sponsor, Dr. David Olivo Family Dentistry, located at 2005 Lyle Avenue in Gates in a medical building up on the second floor. Number to call for an appointment is 328-3382. Office open Monday to Thursday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., or you can go to the interactive website at davidolivodmd.com. And we appreciate Dr. Olivo and his practice being our title sponsor on Soccer is a Kick in the Grass for many years now. I would never go anywhere else for my dental care than Dr. David Olivo, so definitely check them out, davidolivodmd.com. Most importantly... Yes, the man himself is back. The host of Soccer is a Kick in the Grass, Joe Redcard Siriani, live from beautiful, sunny Florida. And Joe, it's so great that you're back. I missed you very much. It's very hard to do this show without a, the host. So I'm glad your voice is back and you're back with us. First of all, Andrew, I'm very thankful of you to uh, having been doing the things that you do. Thank you so very much. And uh, I'm glad to be back. I got my voice back a little bit. It's a little raspy, but uh, talking about being in the sun, it's a beautiful day over here in, in Florida, uh, about 75 degrees. The sky is blue, a little wind, uh, you know, to keep everything going. And uh, I'm, I'm uh, sitting outside. I was sitting outside before getting uh, trying to get a little suntan after all the stuff that I went through. But um, I'm very glad to be back to be back with you. I hope that um, I won't cough too much. But, uh, you know, so far so good. I'm, I, I'm very enthusiastic about what I hear 
about uh, the Florida City Union, and I have worries also pertaining to the lower, the lower uh, section that they went to, and how it's going to be viewed by the people that followed the follow, you know, the follow the game. So, what do you think, Andrew? What do I think? Well, first of all, what I think is that Jimmy Paola, the owner of Flower City Union, and Mark Washoe and Casey Catlin are dedicated to this team. They do not want to see this franchise go away. And they did what they had to do to keep this franchise going because the situation financially with Nisa, especially this coming season where you have four teams on the West Coast, which would require a lot of travel, plus two teams in Georgia, which would also require plane flights, it's too much money. You're losing so much money. And that does not allow for the franchise to continue. This is a business. And Jimmy is not, you know, um, a level of rich that MLS owners are at. So but he has the you know money to keep this team going. And the fact that we'll, that the trips this year will be all dr- drivable to the cities they're playing in, which will likely be Cleveland, Erie, Pittsburgh, and Michigan team in Michigan potentially. They've not come out with the official announcement of the of the conference, but that's what I understand that that's what they'll they'll be playing because these are teams that the the Lancers played before when they were in the NPSL. And well, I think that the level of play is going to be is going to be as as good as Nisa to be very honest. I don't think Nisa was a true representation of the third division and that was there's a lot of things with Nisa we won't even get into but I don't believe it was a a level any higher than the NPSL is the NPSL is a very solid league they have they do pay their players it's not like USL 2 where they don't pay their players it's all amateur that's that's for that fourth division so I think this is a smart move and for all of you Rochesterians who are soccer snobs and will not don't want to per, to support a team in the fourth division, just look at what they did at Wrexham in England. Wrexham was in the doldrums, but the fans never gave up on them. They still came to the matches. Look at Luton Town, a team that was in outside of the the professional leagues in England. They fans continue to support them in their in their facility and now they're at the top flight of English soccer. Obviously we don't have promotion relegation, that's a whole other story, but come out and support this team. They're still going to play at the Downtown Stadium. They have a new title sponsor, one of the largest hamburger chains in Rochester which we cannot mention because they don't advertise with us. But I think you know who we're talking about. I'm sure they're going to be there to provide the food, which you know then will be excellent, and the atmosphere will be good. The weather will be much better because they will not start playing until May, and they'll be done by August. So you won't have to worry about bundling up in your winter coats. And hopefully the games will be during the day. That's what I'm hoping because I've always said that's what you have to do at that stadium. you got to play during the day so the the fear factor goes away. Plus, don't forget, the women's team will be playing again in the second division of women's soccer in this country, and they are worth supporting, too. They've signed at least 10 new players, all top-flight 
collegiate players because it isn't mostly an amateur league. So they're going to be they're going to be excellent as well. So encourage you when the information comes out about season memberships at flowercityunion.com, get them because it's probably going to be less expensive because there's fewer matches, and support this team. You get a chance to watch live soccer, and it's better than watching it on television because when you're there live, you experience it and you get involved with it. It's your local team. It's not some team overseas or it's not a team in MLS where you're, that you're at least three hours away from if it's Toronto FC. So, again, we encourage everyone to support Flower City Union and they're going to be good. Trust me, they're going to get good players. And I've talked to Jimmy about this. They will have good, talented players. They're searching not just locally but all over the country to bring in the top flight of players to play at this level. So, Joe... I think it's going to be good. I think this team will be competitive. I'm sure that Jimmy wants to have a second championship in a row, which is a great incentive. So there, there we'll will, see what happens. There will be a great thing, and um, I concur with everything that you said. I think uh, that uh, one of the things that uh, is very important uh, you know, for the game uh, and for the community is uh, to support the local uh, people, the local investors to, uh, to uh, you know, if you look at Europe the, and um, uh, throughout the thing, they have membership or they have, uh, um, uh, that's why people, they believe in their club, they, they invest their money, whatever it is, a couple hundred bucks or a hundred bucks or whatever, and, and they support the support of the team and they uh, you know and try to attend the games and take advantage of all the promotions they're doing and uh, and just be proud to be not only a flower city fan but a rochesterian just because rochester have a big a big uh, past that we can we can be proud of it so we need to continue with this. We need to we need to support, and as I promised Jimmy, soccer kick in the grass will do their very best, or or even more, to promote the game and give give information of players and and coaches to to the fans, to the soccer fans, throughout Russia and throughout the internet, because. So you can see and know for yourself what what to expect. That's right. We're, we're proud to support Flower City Union, mm-hmm. proud to support Flower City 1872, the women's team. And we're also proud to support the Rochester Lancers, who are undefeated at the top of the MASL2 East Division, and they have been dominant. They have scored double figures in every game. They've given up at most five or six goals was the most they've given up in a game. And... I'm, it's so wonderful to broadcast them. They play such a beautiful form of indoor soccer. Ali Alamari is one of the top players in indoor soccer right now, and he's just 21 years old. And, Joe, I know you've had a chance to watch the games online. Uh, what are your thoughts so far on the indoor Lancers? Actually, Andrew, it's, uh, it's been a blessing for me to be able to watch them. I'm encouraged by the fact that, you know that they join they join 
pretty good. The game is very fast. A situation that uh, once you experience, you experience, and you go to a game, then you want to go and and see it and and, and continue on going. Absolutely, and hopefully next year, knock on Formica, there may be a change to where they, this team plays, where more people will be able to go and see them. It's all in the works. I can't really talk about it right now, but if it comes off, it's going to be the size of the crowd will be increased probably by 10 to 15 times what it is right now because the TSC is a great facility, but it's not meant for watching soccer. It's meant for playing soccer. And mm-hmm. so there's only a limited number of fans, but if this comes through, what they're planning on, it's going to be a whole different atmosphere, and boy, I'm looking forward to it if it does happen. But leave me as it may. The next games for the Indoor Lancers are Friday and Saturday, March 8th and 9th against Orlando. And certainly Athletic Orlando will come in with fire in their eyes because they've not played since they lost to the Lancers back in early February. They only played four games, so they certainly want to have another shot at the Lancers and get themselves into a playoff position. The playoffs are going to be exciting this year and we're in just a moment we'll be bringing in chris economy to talk about that and more but joe just gotta say it's great to have you back on the show i'm so glad you're feeling better and i know all the people out there are very happy that you're back as well thank you so much Andrew. And I'm, likewise i'm happy to be back uh, and you're in florida where it's nice and warm too so. <laughs> Well, we'll take a break on Soccer is a Kick in the Grass. We'll come back with the commissioner of the Major Arena Soccer League 2, Chris Economides, here on WISL and live on the web at soccerisakickinthegrass.com. Notch monogramming is soccer, Lancers, U.S. national team, Pele, Pittsburgh United. Top notch monogramming is reggae, Bob Marley, Grateful Dead, Giant Panda, Clash. Top notch monogramming is embroidery, screen printing, heat transfers. Top notch monogramming is Rochester, Pittsburgh, USA wear. Top notch monogramming.com, 248 2650. Top notch monogramming, peace and love since 1992. Are you looking for a new dentist for your family? Dr. David Olivo has been caring for Rochester's dental needs for over 20 years and would welcome the opportunity to serve you. To make an appointment, call 328-3382. Dr. David Olivo, offering quality dentistry with a gentle touch. Kuja Kuj, it's me, Soccer Sam, for Salvatore's Pizza. Why Salvatore's? We use the highest quality ingredients in all our menu items. Spotless, clean locations. A local family supporting our local community. Full menu delivery. And yeah, we deliver everything but babies. We purchase all our supplies locally from Palmer's. Online ordering at Salvatore's.com and our hotline, 234-5555. And we have an amazing staff. Do it with me, Salvatore's.com. 
Are you looking to update the kitchen, bath, or flooring in your home, but don't know where to begin? Whether it's cabinetry, carpeting, hardwood flooring, tile, or kitchen and bathroom remodeling, Claridge Design Center in Chai Lai Fall Plaza is the place to start. Claridge custom designs and builds quality remodeling projects throughout Rochester and Monroe County. At Claridge, the visions and ideas you have for your home are developed with the experienced Claridge designers to make your dream project a reality. And the quality of service you receive at Claridge is second to none. For more information or to schedule an appointment, call Claridge at 889-5800 or visit their website to meet the Claridge team. See examples of their finished work at ClarideDesignCenter.com. Soccer is a kick in the grass. WISL AM 1040 and FM 92.1 and 95.5 West. Welcome back to Soccer is a Kick in the Grass. Andrew Batisti and Joe Redcard Siriani live in beautiful Miami, Florida. And we're very happy to be joined by our good friend, Chris Economides, the commissioner of the Major Arena Soccer League 2. And his appearance is brought to you by Salvatore's Old Fashioned Pizzeria. 30 locations in the Rochester area, plus the newest store in Jacksonville, Florida. The number to call in Rochester is 234 or online, you can if you're listening in Florida, you can go to salvatores.com and you can place your orders there. All everyone down in that, anywhere near Jacksonville, you got to check out the new Salvatores. If you've never been to Salvatores before, it's the place to go for pizza and for pasta and subs. You've never had anything like this in Florida before. Believe me, I've been down there. So Salvatores, we appreciate Sam and all he does for the show and all he does for soccer. And Chris, we appreciate all you do for soccer as well. Welcome back to the show. Well, it's great to be on, uh, Andrew, and it's good to hear Joe's voice again, and uh, you know, Rochester will always be home. Let me tell you, uh, Chris, uh, we go back a long, long time, and uh, so so uh, enormous for me to have the opportunity to talk to you again. And, uh, you, you know, your experience in soccer and your contributions you made to our show it will never be forgotten. Hey, Joe, it's, it's always fun, you know, to talk soccer with you and Andrew and to talk soccer in general. So, uh, you know, uh, I'm excited to be on the show. Thank you for having me on. Well, the MASL 2 is having a great season so far. we got about a month left in the regular season. And it's been very exciting. I'm ch- Chris, I'm sure you have to be very happy with the, the performance of the new teams and also the emergence of the Iowa Demon Hawks undefeated and Lancers undefeated and Wichita having just one overtime loss. They've established themselves as the, the class of the league, but it's still a long way to go yet. Yeah, you know what? Um, you know, I, I keep telling uh, Darwin Salas, uh, the owner of the Demon Hawks, and I keep telling Sam, even though they're, uh, they're way ahead in their uh, respective divisions, you know, come playoff time, uh, which will be held in, uh, in Wichita this year from April 4th, through the seventh, uh, in a one-game t- winner-take-all scenario, anything can happen. Um, but uh, clearly, right now, you know those three teams that you just mentioned have sort of separated themselves from the rest of the pack. Um, you know, so you know we're excited about the rest of the regular season, and obviously, come playoff time, uh, it's gonna. I think it's gonna be a great, uh, a great uh, playoff uh, format this year. Chris, can you? Can you give us, uh, in general, you know, for our the listener, for our listener, what what is your opinion about soccer, the MLS, 
and all the other leagues that uh, you know you you're, you're familiar with. What what you know? What is your perspective and what is your hope? Well, well, look. We started the the Rhinos, Joe, as you remember, back in 1996, and that was the first year of MLS. Mm-hmm. And what MLS has done in those, what, uh, it's been uh, 96, 06, 16, it close to 30 years now, it's been incredible. Uh, they've taken the sport, to, you know, here in this country to a whole new level. Their franchise values have gone up to, you know, four or $500 million. And that's what they're getting for expansion and, you know, for selling the teams now. I mean, obviously, the addition of uh, Lionel Messi has had a tremendous um, impact on the sport in this country. You know, I mean, you, you see ESPN and other, you know, major sports carriers leading with, with the uh, messy story, as they say. You know, so I think, you know, Sakin, obviously, you know, the USL and my, you know, my old employer, um, good friend Alec Papadakis, has done a tremendous uh, a job in, you know, in raising those franchise values and, you know, and, you know being on ESPN. And taking the sport to a whole new level, also, um, you know, and then you add in the mix of Major League Soccer League, uh, which you know M1 is doing a tremendous job in trying to grow the sport. We're doing our part in them too, uh, you know, and obviously we have the World Cup coming here in a couple of years. So, again, uh, I think the sport's at an all new level, uh, an all new high. Um, in the future, boats very, very bright for soccer in general. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. There's a lot of things happening. The Women's World Cup might be coming in 2027 and the Olympics in Los Angeles in 2028. You know, Michael, Michael Lewis has got already planning out his, his itinerary, I think, to travel all over the United States and Canada and Mexico. But we got the MASL going on right now. The, the M1 is doing tremendously well with the Mexican teams back in there. And so one thing I want to ask, Chris, but before we get to that, let's talk about the final eight because it's different than last year. Last year, there was only four teams in the playoffs. Lancers just barely, barely missed out. So this year, we've got eight teams. We've got the top two teams in each division plus the next best two going in. And it's going to be, a, I think they called it a festival of soccer when you look at the website. That's what they called it. It's going to be tremendous. So tell us about what that week that was four days between the 4th and 7th of April is going to be like in Wichita. Well, obviously, um, you know, Blake Schumacher does a tremendous job with the Wichita Wings, uh, one of the more, most storied indoor soccer franchises uh, in the history of the sport. So, uh, you know, we had a, a preseason vote. Uh, from all the owners, we had three bids uh, come in, and Blake uh, put on, you know, the uh, best bid. Um, so we we expect a really, I think it's going to be very very competitive, uh, as as we're calling it, you know, a festival uh, of soccer in Wichita, um, where it'll be the one, uh, and I think the Lancers will be vying with, um, based upon the winning rest of their games, vying with the Demon Hawks for the overall number one seed. And then it'll be just down to, you know, one versus eight, two, seven, three, six, four, five. And then we reseed after that. And then, you know, the highest seed plays the lowest seed. Um, but as I mentioned earlier on, and even though those teams have sort of risen to the top as a team of the crop of the league, um, anything can happen. You know, in a, in a, in a one-game scenario, uh, you know what, and, if, if you'll notice, especially with like Iowa, you know they're still blowing teams out. 
but the games are getting closer. You know, they, they had a tough game in St. Louis with the ambush, too. Uh, you know, last night, they, you know, they were playing the Raptors again, even though it ended up 11-3. You know, it was 4-3 at halftime. So, um, you know, we expect a, a really fun weekend, um, you know, with the uh, crowning of our champion on that Sunday afternoon. And, and the other thing, you're going to see teams playing teams from other divisions, and because of the way the league is structured, we're only playing teams in the East right now, and it's just the same as in the North and in the Midwest. So when we start getting those cross-division matchups, it's really you don't know what to expect because it, it's it's impossible to gauge how these teams will play against each other because they're all different styles, all different makeups. So that's going to make it very exciting as well. Well, yeah, and that's why you know I keep telling Darwin and Sam, and, and again, the reason that we play within the division during the regular season, guys, is obviously monetary. You know, I mean, all the teams, and I get into a little bit of what we're doing expansion-wise next year, which is also very, very exciting. But the reason that we stay within the division during the season is obviously, you know, to, to save costs, to cut costs. Um, if I had it my, my way, but um, I'd love to see at least a couple of games each year between cross-divisional rivals. Um, but, you know, uh, you know, it's a business first and foremost, um, and the owners vote on everything. So, I mean, that unless they, you know, they want to add some games or they want to do some cross-divisional games, that's how it's going to be. But, as teams get more acclimated, like I was talking to Tariq Walker, uh, the, the Baltimore coach who had a previous commitment and couldn't be in Rochester this weekend, you know, those teams are catching up. It's their first year. The Utica's first year. Atlanta's a first-year team. Um, so as, as the season progresses, I think you see, you know, a lot of those teams uh, getting better and getting more acclimated to the indoor game. Um, so, you know, I mean, the future is very, very bright. Joe? Hey, Chris, uh, uh, I, I just got one question for you that, uh, uh, I, you know, best because you're a Rochesterian, let's call you, you're a Rochesterian. Can you give me uh, your opinion about soccer in, in Rochester? We went, we went from the sublime to what we have right now. And what is your, your view of the teams that we have in Rochester right now? And and uh, and the fact that we're not able to draw people right now to the, to the to the field. You know, Joe. I, I mean, and I'm going to be very honest, as I always try and be, uh, with no disrespect to the current scenario. There, it's sort of sad uh, to see a, a you know beautiful stadium sitting empty most of the time. Um, it's sad to see that you know that the current teams can't draw. Now, having said that, I've, I've always said that, you know, we had something very, very special. Um, and I, you know, I hope it is replicated, but I, I sort of doubt that it will be. You know, we came along at a time where, you know, we, we were the consummate uh, big fish in the small pond there. And, and, you know, we were front page news. We were very, very fortunate. You know, we came around at, at, at the right time, had some great players, won some championships, the Open Cup. I mean, everything that you... That could have gone right, did go right. Now, having said that, I mean, I still believe in my hometown. Um, I think that, you know, there's obviously a, a very passionate fan base there. And I hope, you know, I saw that the Nisa team won the championship last year, which is great. You know, that Mark Mandel with the, uh, 
with the with the rock boom there, you know, also as a team. I'm not sure, you know, to be honest with you, if there are any other um, possible teams there. But I mean, obviously, you know, for the betterment of the sport, and more importantly, um, for the betterment of my hometown, I, I hope I hope that we can, you know, regain at least a fraction of, of what we had, you know, back during the Rhino heyday. It's tough because there's such upheaval right now with the leagues themselves. You know, it's just there's a lot of talk. You know, of course, with MLS, what not wanting to play in the Open Cup, and how's that going to impact these other teams? And you know, MLS Next Pro, well, how's that going to go? The NPSL might try to get a professional division at some point. So everything seems to be up here. But at least, at least MASL is pretty solid. You've got your, your top flight, you've got your second division, and you've got your third division. And you mentioned, Chris, that the second division, MASL 2, is probably going to be expanding next year. So tell us about that. Yeah, I mean, we've already made some announcements, and we're some more ready to come as it pertains to the, uh, to the Lancers division. Uh, the Harrisburg Heat have committed to come in uh, next year with their M2 team. Um, I'm going to be up in uh, Danbury, Connecticut, to announce that franchise on March the 8th. Uh, and they actually, their their ownership group was the one that put together the uh, 7v7 champion team that won a million dollars. The Newtown uh, Pride. So they're going to be joining the league um, wow. also next year. Um, and hopefully Orlando will have a, a home base that they can play in. So, you know, in my from what I see, uh, unless something unforeseen happens, I see the Lancer division at six teams next year. That's now we've great. also have uh, have added um, El Paso this year, um, and talk about a dark horse. Um, I think that they've got a really solid team that could really make some noise in the playoffs. But in that part of the country, um, we're adding. Uh, we just announced uh, Minnesota coming in next year to play in in the, in the Twin Cities along with uh, Marshfield, Wisconsin, um, and then also Santa Fe. So we may do some restructuring with El Paso, but we should be at 16 in that division. Um, and then hopefully, and then I've gotten commitments from the three teams that were out west, the Empire Strikers, the San Diego Soccer, who are building a brand-new $100 million arena. Wow. I'm in Trillac. So we'll probably have four teams out there, so... Uh, long story short, we could conceivably be at 21, 22 teams next year. Yeah, that's fantastic. And do you see the Mexican teams coming back potentially into the league? Um, Chihuahua this year essentially wanted to move their franchise to, uh, to El Paso. Uh, so I don't see us adding any Mexican teams. They obviously have shown at the M1 level with uh, Chihuahua and with Monterey that they're definitely, you know, upper echelon teams. Uh, but in terms of M2, um, you know, due to our travel constraints, I don't see them being at the M2 level. So one last thing, Chris. Do you see that the M1 teams, do you think it'll be very similar at some day with MLS and MLS Next Pro where every MASL team is going to have a, a second team in the MASL too? I mean, that's the hope. That's the game plan. Um, you know, as I always say, we're not, um, uh, it's not rocket science what we're trying to do here. We obviously see uh, MASL, I mean, M1 is the highest level of indoor soccer in the country. Um, I think if you, if you look at, 
you know, where we're going with Baltimore headed as a team this year, and with Ambush as a team this year, and Eagle Soccer's are coming back next year, Harrisburg Heat is joining next year, and I probably missed somebody, but, I mean, Utica. speaking of Keith Tozer, the commissioner and my, my good friend, that's the goal. Um, so, you know, we want to create that pyramid, not only from a, um, from a player perspective, so, so that they can, you know, progress from M3 to M2 to M1, but also from a fan perspective. You know, we're going into some really, really good markets, um, and hopefully we can, you know, build that pyramid structure that every other sport, I mean, you see it with AHL, NHL, you see it with NBA G League and NBA, uh, you see it throughout the world, you know, with their, with their structure. So, you know, that's what, that's what we're trying to create there. Well, Chris, we really appreciate you coming on the show tonight, and we're very grateful that this league is 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 in existence. I'm having a great time broadcasting the Lancers with Mark Sotilli, and fans are very happy. And we're looking forward to the rest of this season, and even a bigger MASL two next year. So, thank thank you for all you do for the league, and thanks for coming on the show tonight. Well, it's great talking to you guys, Joe. Uh, nice talking to you again, my friend. And Andrew, I watch every Lancer broadcast um, with bated breath. Uh, you know, obviously, Sam and you guys, you know, do you know, one of the best jobs in all of arena soccer. So it's always a pleasure to watch and listen to you. And uh, it's great to always talk to friends from Rochester. Thank you, Thanks my friend, lot, very much. And uh, I'm, I'm honored to call you my friend. Oh, Jesus, Joe. We, <laughs> you don't have to be out of my friend. Just, just, just having your friend means the world to me. Okay. Thanks, Chris. We'll hopefully see you in Rochester soon. All right. Thanks, Andy. You guys Bye-bye. have a great day. Chris Economides, the commissioner of MASL2. Coming up next is Michael Lewis and the U.S. Soccer Report on WYSL and live on the web at socceristhekickinthegrass.com. Local sports leader. AM 1040 Avon Rochester. FM 921 W221CL Rochester. FM 955 W238DE Spencerport. An experienced professional with more than 20 years in dentistry, Dr. David Olivo welcomes new patients to his family practice at 2005 Lyle Avenue. At the office of Dr. Olivo, you'll discover a warm and comforting environment staffed by professionals who are committed to providing the best available dental care while assuring your complete comfort. Call 328-3382 for an appointment. Dr. David Olivo, offering quality dentistry with a gentle touch. Kuja Kuj, it's me, Soccer Sam, for Salvatore's Pizza. Why Salvatore's? We use the highest quality ingredients in all our menu items. Spotless, clean locations. A local family supporting our local community. Full menu delivery. And yeah, we deliver everything but babies. We purchase all our supplies locally from Palmer's. Online ordering at Salvatore's.com and our hotline, 234-5555. And we have an amazing staff. Do it with me, Salvatore's.com. 
Your family is growing, and it's time for a new home. Why buy a used house with someone else's style when you can afford a new Faber home built to suit your taste and your needs? Start fresh, build new with Faber. Faber Homes can customize your home to meet your wishes and dreams. Visit the Faber Homes website at faberhomes.com and find the plan of your dreams or a quick deliver home. Give Faber Homes a call today at 247-4800 or visit faberhomes.com for our current incentives. Faber Homes, great homes, great price. Soccer is a kick in the grass. WISL AM 1040 and FM 92.1 and 95.5 West. Soccer is a kick in the grass. It's the U.S. Soccer Report with the editor of FrontRowSoccer.com, former Rochester Lancers reporter and a 2012 inductee into the Lancers Wall of Fame, Michael Lewis. I want to be a part of it. New York, New York. And Michael's segment brought to you by Flower City Union. Info on the 2024 season memberships for Flower City Union and Flower City 1872 are coming soon. Check them out at flowercityunion.com. Michael, good evening. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing well, thank you. Hope you uh, two guys are as well. Yeah, well, it's, it's going to be as warm well, here as it's going to be in Florida, I'm I think. Happy so to be here for a couple of days. With you guys. Yeah. Before we get into the U.S. soccer news, I just wanted to get your thoughts on Flower City Union and their decision to go to the NPSL. We couldn't announce that last Monday on our show, but it has now been officially announced. So what do you, what do you think? Well, you know, in, in these times of sometimes tough economics and the way uh, NISA was set up, uh, with a lot of travel, and that most likely uh, bit into uh, Flower City Union's uh, budget in general. Um, going local is not uh, the end of the world. Uh, you know, we, they might be losing some key players <laughs> who want to move on to another uh, <clears throat> another team. But I could understand why they they did that. It's probably not an easy decision for for ownership. But, again, I can understand that for, for sure, because the travel expenses, you really don't get anything back for that. <laughs> no, you don't. I think One it's of the problems really... is the quality of players that they're going to have. Yeah. You know, that's, that's uh, really one, one of the problems. And uh, how, how are fans going to view if that gets really publicized that they went a step down instead of a step up? What, do you, what is your opinion, Mike? Yeah, that is probably not going to help the team as well, but I think it depends on what players they that uh, do return. I know when the Cosmos, or some people call them the Cosmos B team, played in the NPSL, they paid their players. So um, I, if I'm not mistaken, there is not a rule against players getting compensated, um, at least from what I remember from four or five years ago. Maybe things have changed since then. Um, yeah, you know, in, in terms of publicity in, in Rochester, not too many, uh, not too many, uh, uh, well, let's put it this way, uh, the media in Rochester has ignored Rochester soccer for the last five to seven years. Uh, I don't, you know, the word will get out via uh, social media, but the way I look at it is if, if fans want to go see uh, the highest possible quality competitive soccer in the city. They'll go out and, 
and watch uh, Flower City. It will be interesting to see which players return and uh, what players they do sign uh, for this upcoming season. And and I would say this, that I don't necessarily believe that NISA is of any higher quality of soccer than the NPSL for many of the teams. I think that they're probably very close. As you said, they you can pay players in the NPSL. It's not like USL two, which is all college players or amateurs, strict amateurs. And as a matter of fact, I checked the. I'm getting a lot of NPSL things in my feed because I'm obviously checking things out. And Cleveland last year, the Cleveland SC, where we played as with the Lancers, played them many times. They still have a number of the same players. These are guys that have stayed with them for years and years. They're all stars. So we're going to be be seeing a lot of familiar faces if the Union plays in that division with Pittsburgh and Erie and Cleveland. The rumor is that's where they're going to go. It's not been officially announced yet, but I think the quality of soccer is still going to be is is going to be comparable to NISA. NISA wasn't exceptionally, except for Chattanooga, who were the class of the league in the regular season. The other teams were not any better or worse than I think you see an FC, an FC Buffalo or a you know Cleveland SC. So I guess we're going to find out when, when the season hits. You know, one good thing, it's going to be a shorter season, so and the weather will be a lot better. So I think that hopefully they'll draw better crowds, be having, having good weather, not sitting in 35-degree you know, weathers with flurries. So it's not the Toronto blizzard like in the day at the NASL. So. Yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens. Obviously, we're going to, as the season gets closer, we'll be reporting it right here on Soccer's Kick in the Grass. But let's talk about the U.S. women who are in the Gold Cup, the first ever CONCACAF Women's Gold Cup, and they play Mexico tonight. And if they win or draw, they'll finish first place in the group. And if Mexico can get a point, they will be sure of, assure themselves of a spot in the next round. So what are your thoughts on the U.S. so far? Uh, you know, so far so good. I mean, I know this this tournament so far has been maybe a clinic for the U.S. on how to unlock teams that are going to just sit back and 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 just wait for the U.S. to perform some creative uh, soccer uh, to unlock their defense. And U.S. is, you know, let's face it, that's something they faced for years, and that's something they'll face for probably years uh, beyond this. What I'd like to see. In general, is the uh, how the Americans would fare in a close game because so far they've been able uh, to take a pretty you know pretty decent lead and control the game. What happens when there are things on the line? Because let's face it, um, while I love the the idea and concept of the uh, W Gold Cup, the U.S.'s greater challenges will occur. Down the road, you know, in the um, She Believes Cup, and of course in the Olympic uh, soccer tournament, where the, the quality uh, will be second to none. How will they fare in situations where they have to defend the op- opposition from trying to score the equalizing or winning goal, or the U.S. trying to do the same on their end? So that's going to be the ultimate test. But this is, it's so far so good. I'm not I'm not putting them down. But um, there are big, there are greater tests ahead for the U.S. women's national team. 
who do you think, Mike, that's going to be the emerging star, you know, that's um, going to get the press in, the press attention to to promote the game? Yeah, there, there are so many out there. Jaden Shaw uh, had a big game against the Dominican Republic, uh, I think, which uh, had a couple of goals, 19 years old. Um which which is great. Dominican Republic isn't necessarily a world beater, but it's great to see these players get their uh, international feet wet. Um, the big thing will be how she fares against uh, maybe you know, teams later on in the comp- competition or in the She Believes Cup. Um, you know, a few years ago, we saw Sophia Smith um, come alive in, uh, in the NWSL and... Uh, became an important cog on the U.S. women's team. I'd like to see her become even more dominant internationally. But, you know, a player like Jaden Shaw, we'll see how much time she gets um, on the forward line because I think it's just important to give these young players as many games as possible right now so they'll be prepared for when the matches are really important. U.S. will be on tonight at 10.15 from Carson, California, home of the L.A. Galaxy. Paramount Plus or ESPN Plus, you can watch the games there. And again, the U.S. will begin going into the knockout stage. And one quick point I want to make, as I always like to do when it involves something to do with Rochester, the current leader in goals in the W Gold Cup is Adriana Leone from Canada. She has five goals. And, yes, she played for the Western New York Flash right here in Rochester back in the day. So congratulations to her. And we'll see what happens with Canada. Certainly one of the favorites in this tournament. But we got to say something here. Messi mania is running wild in the United States. Boy, uh, just unbelievable. Joe, have you, are you going to get a chance to go see him play at the at the stadium in, in Florida since you're down there? No, I really, I've been too, too occupied with my COVID situation, so to go any place. Uh, it's too bad. I'm sure. Well, you got maybe you have all season. Maybe Sue. Maybe Sue will let you stay down there for a couple yeah. couple of weeks again, and then you can can go see a game because it, it's yeah. it's incredible. I mean, what you say about Inter Miami and what they've done and how they've stacked their team to have Messi here, and he was Messi. Messi was hit Messi. He, he scored the late goal against LA Galaxy against former Rhino John McCarthy in goal now for the Galaxy. With teaming up with Jordi Alba, and Mike, I'm sure you saw the goal. Um, one of the things that just impressed me, the way Messi runs off the ball and gets into space. I mean, he did a couple of passes back and forth with Alba, but he ran right into that open pocket. Alba found him, bang, back of the net, ends up 1-1. Just, just beautiful, and the, the crowd was going, even though it was against the Galaxy, the crowd went crazy. Well, I think they know, you know, greatness when they see it. The thing about Messi, and this is something that you necessarily can't teach. Maybe you can, but it's, uh, but his soccer IQ in his brain, I'm not talking about his feet, but it's connected to his feet, is so high, he understands how to get free. And even if he gets a step on you, that's, that could be devastating. And he just has it in him. That's his DNA. He finds ways to beat you. And it, his ego is he doesn't have to score the goal. Yes, he, he did last night. But, you know, he set up 
one against the Real Salt Lake. Uh, to him, it's all about winning. I think he has so much confidence in himself, and I don't call this cockiness, but he has so much confidence in himself that he knows that if he plays well, the players around him will be raised to a different level too, and his team will win. And it makes him so dangerous. He, you know, and the funny thing about him, I'm sorry for going on about him, uh, but he could be silent for you know 85 minutes and then boom, that one pass, or he gets himself free, and boom, the goal, you know, and upsets the apple cart for the, uh, the opposition. So it's a special player in so many different ways. His ego is with the team. He knows what his, what his worth is. So are you going to be at Red Bull Arena on March 23rd for Messi Mania? Um, I don't know yet. <laughs> uh, I might have a lot happening in soccer uh, during that juncture, so I don't know yet. Well, speaking of the Red Bulls, they got a point on the road at Nashville, which is not an easy thing to do. It's a very tough place to play with scoreless tie, but New York City FC lost to Charlotte 1-0 down in Charlotte. So what were your thoughts on the New York teams? Um, it, well, for NYCFC, it seemed like to be same old, same old. Uh, they might play well, but they just don't have anyone to put the ball in the net on a regular basis. Uh, the Red Bulls, Emil Forsborg, their uh, new Swedish international who runs the team from the midfield, he's looking good. Uh, I think he's the real deal. Whether or not he has players around him who could put his uh, feeds and passes into the net is something else, but I think he's raised the level of the team. Um, they've got a point on the road in Nashville. That's not bad, not bad at all. What will this team do when they get to Red Bull Arena, where they've had varying results over the last couple of years? But I think Forsberg makes them a much better team than last year. Whether or not, again, they have midfielders or forwards who could put the ball away is another question. We will see. Certainly lots, lots to talk about. And just mentioned the CONCAF Champions Cup. It's been renamed, by the way, the Cup, not the League, because there's no League anymore. It's just a knockout stage. All the LMS teams are one on the road against competition from teams outside of Mexico, and so they're looking good. i got to mention Philadelphia winning 3-2 at Saprissa oh. in Costa Rica. That was quite a result for them. So they all come home this week, and they should probably sweep these countries out of the, out of the tournament, and then they start to play the big boys from Mexico. So We'll talk about that on next week's show, Michael. But thanks so much for coming on, as always, and we'll talk to you next week. Always great to be on. Great to hear you again, Joe. Thank you, Mike. Thank you very much. Michael Lewis, live from New York, here on Soccer is a Kick in the Grass. We'll be back to wrap up the show next on Soccer is a Kick in the Grass on WYSL and live on the web at soccerisakickinthegrass.com. Notch monogramming is soccer, Lancers, U.S. national team, Pele, Pittsburgh United. Top notch monogramming is reggae, Bob Marley, Grateful Dead, Giant Panda, Clash. Top notch monogramming is embroidery, screen printing, heat transfers. Top notch monogramming is Rochester, Pittsburgh, USA wear. Top notch monogramming.com, 248 2650. Top notch monogramming, peace and love since 1992. 
An experienced professional with more than 20 years in dentistry, Dr. David Olivo welcomes new patients to his family practice at 2005 Lyle Avenue. At the office of Dr. Olivo, you'll discover a warm and comforting environment staffed by professionals who are committed to providing the best available dental care while assuring your complete comfort. Call 328-3382 for an appointment. Dr. David Olivo, offering quality dentistry with a gentle touch. Let's face it, sometimes local is just better. Locally grown, locally sourced. Shop local. At Allstate, Agent Vincenzo Scolo is just that, a local. Allstate, are you in good hands? Call Allstate Agent Vincenzo Scolo, 381-3530, and see how much you can save. Two locations, 835 Fairport Road in East Rochester and 919 Winton Road South in Rochester. Allstate Property and Casualty Insurance Company, Northbrook, Illinois. Soccer is a kick in the grass. WISL AM 1040 and FM 92.1 and 95.5 West. And back to soccer is a kick in the grass. Andrew Batisti and Joe Ray Carceriani. We've got a few minutes left, so we'll talk a bit about Italian soccer. And don't forget, the Rochester Lancers will be in action on Friday and Saturday, March 8th and 9th against Athletic Orlando. You can get your if there are tickets available, you can get them by going through rlancers.com. So, Joe, you've been watching a lot of Italian soccer while you've been down in Miami, and Juventus won their last game over Frosinone, which is where my father's family is from, 3-2. to two. I still support Juventus. And Weston McKinney had two assists, but unfortunately suffered a separated shoulder. So that, that's a big loss for Juventus and for potentially our national team. Well, you know, Andrew, uh, uh, McKinney has been really a, a star for Juventus right now, midfield, uh, even bigger than than anybody that has um, uh, uh, you know that has been playing in the midfield over there. But now, unfortunately, he's going to be side sideline for probably a couple months, you know, depending on his shoulder injury. And uh, but uh, you know, uh, uh, as fate would have it. Uh, Juventus won in extremis at the uh, at the last minute, the last minute of the ninety, and um, the ninety plus, and uh, you know they won the game, even though I thought that the other team was better. Okay, you but, always um, say that. You no, always because, say you think the other team is better, even when Juve wins. No, you no you you have to you have to be honest because uh, what what happened what happened with Juventus, the other team was playing much better. And put them in the defensive situation, and you know they and you know they they uh, with the people with the people that Juventus ha- have, you know the names, the, the experience, and all that kind of thing. They should be the one put the other team in 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 a defensive mode. Instead, they put them in a defensive mode because everybody everybody think everybody wants to beat them, you know, beat Juventus. Whether Juventus in uh, uh, beat the name actually not only the team but beat the name, okay? So because there is so much. But uh, you know, if you look right now, Inter, you know, it's, uh, I, I would say they probably won the, the they're, Scudetto. They're, they're going to win. Be- they're going to yeah, win the Yeah, because Scudetto. there is a nine there is a, You know, then the, the problem between Juventus and Milano to be in who ends up in second places. Well, you, and Juve but now, picked up a couple points because Milan 
tied Atalanta 1-1. And Inter's got Atalanta on Wednesday. Yeah. Juve will go to Napoli, who are really struggling right now. They're in the middle of the table after winning the Scudetto last year. But uh, Inter's, Inter's the best team. I mean, they're yeah. by far, and they, they're, 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 if they continue to play like this, they're a deserving champion, and they should win. And they may have a shot in the Champions League as well. We'll see. My heart was broken yesterday. Oh, Chelsea was so close against Liverpool in the Carabao Cup final, and they gave up a goal in the 118th minute to Virgil van Dijk. And they, they, had, a, they had a photo of, the, of Liverpool celebrating and the Chelsea players with their hands in their faces. And, you know, the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. And yeah. I felt so bad. But, you know, that's, that's the game. You know, it's, it's you got the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. And, you know, and then you look at the situation with the coaches, you know, the situation that uh, everybody's in danger. You know, the team loses and the coach is going to go. And, you know, and there's new players. You look, Napoli, that's what happened with Napoli. Yeah, they you know, fired the coach. And, and, you know, same, same thing with uh, the great one. You know, he was let go from Rome. Which um, you know, it's it's a, a circle. You go from one team to another team, and then you you know, and coaches are are hired to be fired. You know, yes, this, I always said that. And the Pochettino, the Chelsea coach, he, I don't think he'll last. He's gonna he's gonna go. Big match this weekend is Manchester City against Manchester United, and City is one point behind Liverpool right now in the standings and the FA Cup there's a quarter the round of 16 is happening Chelsea will play Leeds and check out online the 1970 FA Cup final and then the replay because the first game ended in a tie second game was probably one of the most brutal physical and nasty games you'd ever want to see but we'll, we'll leave it at that and next week we'll have you back with soccer is a kick in the grass we want to thank Chris Economides for joining us on the show tonight and also, of course, Michael Lewis from New York and Bob D'Angelo at WYSL. Don't forget the Lancers in action next Friday and Saturday at 745 against Orlando. And go to FlowerCityUnion.com for the latest information on Flower City Union 1872. We'll be back next Monday at 630 with Soccer is a Kick in the Grass here on WYSL and live on the web at SoccerIsTheKickInTheGrass.com. One another. Glad you're back, Joe. Have a good night, everybody. Soccer is a kick in the grass is presented by Dr. David Olivo Family Dentistry and brought to you by the following sponsors, Flower City Union and Flower City 1872, the Rochester Lancers, Top Notch Monogramming, Salvatore's Pizza and Donuts Delight, Polano and Company, Italian American Sports Club of Rochester, Opera Bracelets, Faber Builders and Claridge Decorating Center, Allstate Insurance Agent Enzo Scolo and St. Padre Pio Chapel. Tune in again next week for Soccer is a Kick in the Grass.